Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm bringing sexy back. And today it is episode five of season one of the Challenge of the Gobots. It is the Battle for Gobotron Part Five: The Final Conflict. This episode was written by Al, Jeff, and Tom. And last time in the Challenge of the Gobots, Scooter and Turbo saved Matt and the kids while Psykill had humanity build an army of Zods. And in this episode, Leader One gets to his feet and hobbles away like a little wimp. Yeah, he's all smashed up and he's trying to get away. And Zod's just following him. And Psykill's watching this he's like oh how zod likes to play with his food <laughs> uh, but psychill gets a call from braxis who's like uh the zod fleet's ready to lift off so psychill's like cool i could sit here and make sure leader one actually that's not psychill's voice he said cool i could sit here and make sure leader one dies i'm gonna go check on the zods and make the same mistake as every james bond villain <laughs> he's gonna personally supervise and meanwhile scooter and the kids are still hiding behind the computer right behind them yeah. and they're eavesdropping and scooter opens a panel on his chest and starts pressing buttons to get help for leader one so the help he's looking for turns out to be contacting turbo who uh we see some guards walking through okay i, I know you love doing the whole day night thing this is a bad one yeah. um so it's day where Leader One is. We cut to Sco- uh, Turbo, Matt, and Anya in the bushes hiding from guards. It's night in America. Uh, <laughs> almost arguably in the same state, but we don't know. Uh, and Scooter's like, hey, come help us. And Turbo says, we're on our way. We're going to save Leader One. And then we cut to Leader One, and Turbo shows up. And it's day. I jumped the gun on that because there's a whole thing where Turbo or uh, Zod grabs Leader One in his jaws, but like Turbo shows up within a half a minute and it oh, yeah. goes from day to night to day. He's right there and he distracts Zod while Leader One gets to the Compa Otter. No, no, really, pause it at 322 <laughs> and look at the, the sign. Compa- the, the Compa <laughs> Otter. <laughs> so the compactor, uh, but he turns the lever on, like weakly pulls on it. Um, and then Turbo shooting at him and uh, Matt and Anne, you're like, how do we take him down? Turns out, conveniently, there are nerve sectors on Zod's belly yep. and it's his weak spot. It's his bright red target on this dark blue monster. Yeah, that's what you got to shoot. But Zod uh, buries them under a bunch of cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Leader One gets Zod's attention and then he climbs into the conveyor belt leading into this compactor and he's got a metal bar now for reasons and zod sees him go into this thing so he goes around to the other end to look inside expecting him to come out but when he looks inside leader one is standing next to the belt rather than on it yeah and he starts walking back out the way he came in the compact or compa otter is <laughs> like it's a whole building it's Pretty not much. just a car compactor but yeah zod gets in there and uh, sticks his head in the wrong place and gets it smooshed <laughs> yep and he's it's he's still alive i guess but leader one uses that metal bar that he brought in like a javelin basically throws it at the red spot and that's it for zod he's down uh, and leader one makes it out but he is weakened he passes out and he's gonna die commercial break <laughs> and when we come back dr turganova asks where they can find a power source and matt's like well why don't we just use zod he must yeah. have enough power still left in him to light up atlantic city so there's a little bit where they're like hey be careful this uh, dr turganova like hooks everything up but there's a little bit where they're like hey this could wake up zod but we gotta take chance and pulls lever <laughs> yep. and then uh, leader one turns into wolverine <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, because his bent and smashed body starts to repair itself. So, eh, fine. But yeah, his eyes open and Matt pulls Dr. Turganova in close and uh, she doesn't seem to mind. Like, uh, so I, okay, so I'll, I'll say I, I got that much where I was like, okay, they, their hands are on each other. Even in the scene with Coptor a couple uh, or last episode, whereas like they were uh, in the hallway, like they're comfortable with touch. But I, I honestly wasn't picking up on the vibes that you were. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter. We go back to the command center at Cheyenne Mountain and... um. 
Psykill emerges from com- um, command uh, the command center that landed, and uh, he is pissed that Turbo and Scooter are still alive. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Scooter, he's still in the command center hiding behind that computer. And uh, Braxis is like, oh, Psykill, welcome back. <laughs> but yeah, Scooter wants to make a break for it now that they're, they've landed, I guess. But Leader One radios in and he tells Scooter, all right, let's just open a door for us. We'll be there in an hour. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Braxis is put in charge of security. He has to go watch the security room because uh, Psykill wants all the doors, that big door on the side of the mountain. He wants that kept shut. So Nick and AJ and Scooter start slinking through the base, the military base, looking for the security control room. And in order to march past some guards, he does his Psykill hologram again. <laughs> yeah, they just or march hologram. past the guards and Nick and AJ are following him. And he's like, all right, men, straighten up. It's D-Day. So happy birthday to me, I guess. <laughs> and uh, they just salute him. Yeah, they're, they're almost goose-stepping yeah. when they walk, the kids. <laughs> but uh, Crasher starts initiating the countdown of 10 minutes before the Zod army is launched to Gobotron. And then we cut to Gobotron and all the renegades, all four of them, have been captured. Yep. And the renegade headquarters is back on the ground again so that's nice but it's on fire so win a few lose a few then we go to the (laughs) guardian council and this is when we learn some new names Mm, because that ufo guardian we saw before is telling us what happened and it's a female voice and uh did you notice loco and tank are among the guardians sitting at this table i did not i actually did not uh, but yeah, so she starts talking. It's a brand new GoBot. It's two brand new GoBots. This one's a UFO named Pathfinder. That's a cool name for a spaceship. And if you're buying Pathfinder for your kids, why not buy this car name? Z-Man? What the fuck? Z-Man? I'm sure they're referring to Peter Z-Man, the Dutch scientist that won the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1902 for the discovery of the effect that bears his own name. What? I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah, uh, Zemon is like, uh, Pathfinder, do we have any chance to win the war or are we all fucked? And she's like, oh, we're all fucked. And there was, okay, I don't know if this is bad editing or what, but there, it, it does the, she's like, we, the only hope we have is if Leader One destroys Psychel. And then there's the big music sting that goes, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, like the animation keeps going after she's done talking. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> and, and the only thing she does is just... <laughs> anyway, commercial break. Yeah, and when we come back, Braxis basically tells what looks like mission control that the doors need to stay shut. And outside the room, the kids tell Scooter they they can't be seen, or Braxis will get suspicious. So it's up to Scooter to clear the room. And like Scooter's still doing his you know psych kill hologram bit here. So he marches in and orders everybody out, and the humans, like all the lackeys, run for it, which makes sense. But Braxis is like something's up, something's up. Um. And uh, Psycho says, don't worry about it. I postponed the invasion. I love children. Yeah. And Braxis is like, well, then when can I expect to rule the earth? But Scooter's like, huh, you? <laughs> it tells him to get out. So Braxis picks up a laser rifle and he's about to fire. But it's worth noting, though, that he still thinks this is Psycho. Like yeah. he was about to try to murder Psycho. But then it gets shot out of his hands. and We don't see who shot it because both kids are holding the guns by like the barrels. No hand figures on trigger. But AJ or, and Nick are both holding rifles and they shot the rifle out of Braxis's hand and he runs for it. Yep, the ruse is up and back with the real Psycho. It's 30 seconds to launch and Braxis runs in. He tells them about Scooter and the kids and Psycho's like, oh, 
sound the alarm. Take no prisoners. I'm done with these idiots. And then Crasher detects something approaching, and it's Lido 1, but there's only 10 seconds to lift off, so they don't care. Yeah, it does. Their Zods are about to blast off, and it looks like they just stuck, like, space Lego thrusters on either sides of them. That's what they look like to me, anyway. Like old school space Lego, the the cone thrusters, yeah. Uh, But they all blast off, and, like, hundreds of them leave Earth. It's a whole space cloud of them. Crasher, such a beautiful sight. (laughs) Yes. And once they're in space, they activate some kind of warp drive, I guess it is. So, all right, there's that. And back inside Cheyenne Mountain, Nick and AJ are in a firefight now with the soldiers while Scooter is trying to do something with a computer using beams from his eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah, like the guy, can he just not type on a keyboard for once? It's joystick or beams. Anyway, he finally opens the mountain entrance set in the side of the mountain and Leader One and Turbo enter with Matt and Anya. Yeah, and I guess there's enough room in in this room for uh, an F-15 to do loop-the-loops and fly around. And they scare all the guards off, and uh, Leader One converts and lands. And uh, he tells Turbo, okay, find Scooter and the kids, and he, Matt, and uh, Anya are going to... They have a score to settle with Psykill. So they run off, um, but encounter Copter and Crasher right away. Or sorry, Turbo does. And uh, he, he finds Scooter and the kids. They run off, and they run into Copter and Crasher, and she, like... Turbo, like, does it crash or stomp, but Turbo shoots it? Yeah, which stops it, I guess, and then Copter throws his rotor and misses them, but just like before, it cuts through all the hoses and wires in the room instead. Yeah, Uh, everything that doesn't look like a background painting, cut. So then Nick and AJ run off, uh, because conveniently there's a bunch of tanks parked nearby that look like they're out of Buck Rogers. Pretty much, and and somehow they both know how to use these things. They're astronauts. they, They get it. Oh, that's true, I suppose. And uh, they come up behind Turbo and start, you know, blasting at the the Renegades and Crasher and Copter run for it. Yeah. So Psykeel sees this all in the monitors and he's like, all right, practice. I'm leaving you in charge. Uh, You're in charge of security. I'm going to go kill the Guardians myself. Uh, But Leader One's already in the room. Yep. He gets the drop on them, tells them to surrender. But he just blasts them with the eye lasers and they die for cover. But then Leader One gets up and returns fire and Psykeel seems worried. So that's kind of weird commercial break and when we come back psykill is he's running from leader one's fire laser fire leader one flies after him psykill converts and drives off we have a bit of a chase mm-hmm. and meanwhile back with crasher and cop tour the kids are still shooting at them point blank with tanks and one of them blows up a truck like 30 feet off to the side of cop tour and he just looked like how did you hit that if you were aimed anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> cop tour looks over at it worriedly and he's like uh you know what i had enough for one day he converts and I guess he's trying to escape, but all he does is kind of fly around randomly until one of them shoots him down. Yeah, he crashes. And then we go to Anya and Matt and they like Psykill's being chased by Leader One and they get the jump on him. They jump out of some hole in the wall, literally. And they're like, hey, Psykill! And they shoot his front <laughs> yeah. wheel and he converts back and decides he's going to kill them instead of Leader One. Yeah, it was like, you should not have done that or whatever he says. But uh then Leader One just swoops in all like, eat fireballs, renegade, and blasts at him, and down he goes. Yeah, he, okay, so Psykill falls, and he lands on, like, a big tank or something, and I, I don't know, it was hard to tell, because he looks like he breaks apart, So, it was, but because he gets electrocuted, but it, I couldn't tell if maybe the tank electrocuted him. Anyway, what's important here is that it's fucking makeout time. Yep, because Matt's like, we did it. And Dr. Turgenel is like, uh, is good, yes. And he's like, is very good. And like with her accent and they make, yeah, they kiss. They Well, they go in for a, a, it's like the big focus in the scene. They go in for the kiss. There's the romantic score. The music swells up. They And it's not just like a, well, they make out. Oh, yeah. 
But then Lindley arrives in the room with two guards, and he's like, open fire! And Leader One's like, hey, don't be a cock block. And he opens fire on yeah. Lindley and the guards. He shoots the sides of the doorway they're standing in, and they yeah. run for it. Intentionally misses. But that was all the time Psykill needed, because he uses that distraction to escape. I guess, yeah, because there's now just a hole in the shape of Psykill on that tank. So he, yes. what did he do there? Did he sink through it, or did he take the time to cut a hole out? Like, he would have, <laughs> anyway, it makes no sense but they do see him like hobble off it was kind of almost like he dropped a smoke bomb and then you see him like just run out the door (laughs) (laughs) it would have been it would have been cooler if he wasn't even there at all yeah but he gets to the room with braxis and uh the way he's drawn here he looks way smaller than braxis but uh he tells him like you know what man i'm leaving you can have the fucking place enjoy it while you can and then he blasts the mind control device the pulsar generator whatever it's called yeah and not only does that cause him to lose control of all humans which he doesn't care about but it destabilizes the sorium um which is enough to destroy the entire planet yeah and then cycle activates the astro beam and sends himself somewhere but uh, wouldn't that only be temporary like wouldn't he eventually come back anyway it doesn't matter yeah yeah i didn't think of that but yeah he he sends himself to thruster uh just as leader one arrives in the room thruster flies off and psykill is like ah copter and crasher you're dead but i kind of don't care bye yeah farewell and back with leader one he has braxis by the scruff of the neck and he tells him all right because Braxis is like protesting and all. He's like, he's like, save it for the judge. And how do we stop the Zods? And apparently you can't because they're pre-programmed. All props. This is a great idea on Leader One's part. He says, okay, let's just use the Astro Beam to project or teleport the Sorium into the middle of all the Zods, which they do. Yep. And kaboom. Uh, and there's, it's actually great because Psykill had just now caught up to them. So he witnesses his entire Zod fleet become nothing yep and the explosion hits the thruster too and it doesn't blow up or anything but it kind of knocks it off course and back on earth they're all celebrating and the general comes in like oh what's all this and matt's like oh we're just saving the world general yeah and uh, zemon and pathfinder having a talking to leader one over a zoom call they're like hey everything's <laughs> great on gobatron it's all awesome and uh leader one says don't worry we're returning with some special cargo because Coptor and crasher are fine and they have them uh captive yep and the guards are taking braxis away and he's going to plead temporary insanity and someone's like oh i think it's permanent insanity and, uh, and then then um, Lindley comes in. He's like, Matt, you have a thousand and forty seven, two hundred questions to answer, dickhead. And Anya, they're sending you back to Pottsylvania. <laughs> yeah, and they're both like, yeah, fuck this. And they run into the command center with the Guardians like they're going to go too. Yeah, everybody's going to Gobotron. Yay! <laughs> Leader One is badly damaged, and he needs a massive power transfusion to survive. Fine. Let's not worry about how the power he eventually gets bends him back into shape and dusts him off. It's too stupid to worry about. Matt suggests they hook Leader One up to Zod's body, as there should be plenty of power left in there. Now, Matt is an astronaut, which means he has a university education and very likely a master's degree in some branch of engineering or applied science. But you know what he doesn't have? A doctorate. It's not Dr. Hunter, it's Matt Hunter. And that's the problem here. It was Dr. Turganova who was all like, oh, where could we possibly find a source of power before Matt suggested Zod? Now, had it been Turbo or AJ or Nick that asked that question, 
fine. But this is the same Soviet scientist that is so renowned for her work that she's known to NATO. And what did her work involve? Sorium crystals, which the West also knows she hoped to someday develop as a clean source of energy. She's a world-famous expert on energy and getting energy from unconventional sources. And never mind Zod as a source of energy. They're right next to a car compactor. What do they think it runs on? Steam? Snidely whiplash turning a hand crank on the side of it? Get out some jumper cables and hook leader one up to that. Or better yet, directly to whatever's powering it, idiots. No chance of that coming. Well, here we are at the end of another episode of Tefinpis uh, and the end of the Battle for Gobotron arc. I gotta tell you, Paul, I really like this series thus far. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, the next episode we're going to watch is Time Wars. Thus begins the great uh, continuity issue. Uh, <laughs> if you have too much time on your hands, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at P. McPherson1. Yeah, make sure you take the time, though, to rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nit Pickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you next time. Bye. Bye. is very good.